What is going on Thursday afternoon? Yeah, Scott Kaplan taken to the airwaves on 710 ESPN. What's happening? Uh, Listen, I just got done with George Sedano and Crosstalk and mentioned to George that yesterday, assuming you were with us, we had Boog Shambi on the show. And Boog is the play-by-play voice of Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio. You see him all over ESPN TV. And he's on the show yesterday, and he's telling me about calling Major League Baseball games when baseball returns from his apartment in New York City. And I'm saying, no way. You're, you're, really? That's what's going to happen? And he says to me, uh, are you not watching my Korean baseball broadcasts? I'm doing them from my home. And I say to him, with respect and candor, no, I'm not watching your Korean baseball broadcasts on ESPN that you're broadcasting from your apartment, which I didn't even know he was doing. I said, what time are these games televised on ESPN? He said, they're on at 5.30 Eastern time. I said, Boog, the Boogly Boogler. I said, Boog, that's 2.30 in the morning in Southern California. He said, yeah. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. If you wake up and you watch some of the broadcast." And you text me. Just let me get through the first pitch. That's what he said. Let me just get through the first pitch. If you text me, I'm sending a big shout out your way. And I said, you're on. So here's what I did. I set my alarm for 2.30 in the morning. I actually looked at my clock when I went to bed. 11 p.m. I'm hitting the rack. I set my alarm for 2.30. The alarm rang. I woke up. I turned on the TV. I watched Boog in the pregame show. The first pitch happened. I texted a picture, I sent it to him, and within seconds, Brawny, are you ready? Within seconds, this is Boog Shambi on national TV at 2.33 in the morning Pacific time. Here's what Boog said on TV. Play. So, Eduardo, yesterday I was on a radio show with my buddy Scott Kaplan out, 710 ESPN Los Angeles and he was interrogating me on KBO baseball so I made him get up this morning to watch. No, is he up? Yeah. He's, he's in up. L- that, where, oh, he's up he? right in LA? Now. He's in LA. Oh. Or as he likes to say it, the southern part of LA, San Diego. <laughs> Maybe you should go have some breakfast with Sut. I know Sut is not up. Oh my gosh, Sut is so not up. Oh my god, that's great. Uh, uh, hey Bergman, do you do you hear this? Do you hear what's going on here? <laughs> that was fantastic. I love that he actually put in the whole thing of how you're in the southern part of LA, San Diego. Right. Here's my favorite part of it. Listen carefully, okay? Wherever you're driving around right now, or if you're you're using the app, or you're on a desktop, whatever device you're listening on right now, do me this favor. Turn up the volume right now, okay? Turn up the volume and listen very very carefully. Think about this. Shambi is sitting in his apartment in New York City calling a baseball game in Korea that is being directed over in Korea. So all he's doing is commenting about what he's seeing. Okay, it's a feed in his apartment in New York City. But listen very carefully how much it sounds like he's really in the ballpark because listen to the ambient sound to try and make it actually sound like it is a baseball game with the crowd and fans. Bronny, play it one more time. So, Eduardo, yesterday I was on a radio show with my buddy Scott Kaplan out 710 
ESPN Los Angeles, and he was interrogating me on KBO Baseball, so I made him get up this morning to watch. No. Is he up? Yeah. He's, he's in up. That, where, oh, he's where is up he? Right in L.A.? Now. He's in L.A. Oh. Or as he likes to say it, the southern part of L.A., San Diego. <laughs> Maybe you should go have some breakfast with Sut. I know Sut is not up. Oh, my gosh. Sut is so not up. You guys hear that? I mean, like it, the first time you hear it, you're just like listening to him. But do you hear the background noise? Is that not hilarious? Yeah, I paid attention to it there. It's it's nice to hear. I mean, I know that the KBO pumps in crowd noise, but that sounds great on the air. It sounds like an actual baseball game. And Major League Baseball should do that. I don't know if they will. And they should also put, um, you know, microphones on every player, too. Good ideas. I think that um, anything to make the game more entertaining and take advantage of the differences this year, I think everybody should be thinking about that. This is ESPN Radio. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great job by Boog Shambi. So I, I woke up at 225 or whatever it was. He said that at 233. I was back asleep by 23430 only to have to wake up super early this morning. So I'm, I'm kind of in one of those modes today where, where I'm, I'm working on a kind of a little bit of sleep and some interrupted sleep, and then I'm also working on some heavy-duty coffee this morning. So we're going to have a great afternoon here on 710 ESPN. A lot of things I'm going to get to today. The Lakers making their way down to the bubble. And Frank Vogel saying, look, when we start scrimmaging and we start getting into these preseasons to the eight games to the playoffs, when we start playing – I'm playing everybody. I got 17 guys. I get to expand my roster. I'm playing all 17 guys. And you know what I say? You should be. Let's find out who's in shape. Let's find out who worked. Let's find out who gels. Let's find out what the right rotation should be, given the, you know, the whole missing guys. So, look, guy. But the point is, play them all, dude. Play everybody. Let's see what happens. Also today, Kawhi Leonard did not travel with the Clippers to the bubble, family matters, is, is what the Clippers are saying. You know, we talked about this with the Dodgers. There are a bunch of guys that are still not in camp. And when they're not in camp and people won't tell you, is it COVID? And they say, hey, we can't say anything. We all start jumping to assumptions. And so Kawhi Leonard, not with the Clippers. And should we start jumping to assumptions? I'm going to talk about that as the afternoon goes on. Uh, Max Muncie. Got a little little something going on with his finger because he can't see pitches coming at him at Dodger Stadium because of the batter's eye. I've been looking at pictures of this all morning, trying to figure out, is this done? Like, Is the batter's eye at Dodger Stadium done? Because I'm looking at pictures trying to figure this out because he's saying, I can't pick up the ball. I couldn't get out of the way. I got hit by a pitch, and now I got a hurt finger. I'm going to talk about that later on. I'm also going to talk about Julian Edelman's offer to Deshaun Jackson. You know, I, I've talked about this yesterday, and it's why I wanted to have Stephen A. Smith on today. Because I thought Stephen A. Smith on first take, this was yesterday morning, said, you know, Deshaun Jackson's comments, followed by Stephen Jackson doubling down on it. And even last night, I, I saw Stephen Jackson on, on Don Lemon on CNN. You know, we, we've played some sound as the day has gone on here on 710, but the, the interview is six minutes long, and you watch it and you go, dude, Don Lemon is doing everything he can to hold your hand to say that you're sorry and you're not saying you're sorry. And so uh, Julian Edelman, who is the only Jewish football player in the NFL that I know of, but the point is he's, he's very proud. 
and he puts out a very loving offer. And it's definitely something I want to talk about. So we got a great show. And, and listen, let me tell you, I also want to talk about this college sports and the potential cancellation, the Ivy league saying, we're not going to play Stanford getting rid of 11 different varsity sports. Listen, I've got two kids that play college sports. And when I read about these things, it very much concerns me. By the way, you know what else concerns me? I'm sending my daughter to her school tomorrow, halfway around the country, because the soccer team wants to quarantine before they start training. I'm thinking to myself, what are we doing here? So I got a lot of things on my mind today and a lot coming up. Hey, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. You know, we're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Okay, coming up, the Jackson drama. Then you throw Edelman into it. Bring Don Lemon and CNN into this whole thing. And what happens? Let's get to that story coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. What is going on, everybody, on a Thursday afternoon, day four on a 10-day contract? Glad to have you along. Got a lot on my mind today. Lakers traveling to Orlando, pulling into the bubble. Clippers going to the bubble. No Kawhi Leonard yet. College sports being canceled possibility and i will tell you as a father of two collegiate athletes this has me very worried we'll talk about that coming up but i got to get to some straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless let me get right to it so i took a day when i saw deshaun jackson and all the anti-semitic instagram messages i took a day you know I, i took a day and i said i'm not quite there because if i if i react you know if i just react who that who knows what i might say all right so i took a day and then yesterday i started trying to explain where i'm coming from which is look we are living in a world now where we need to start having open honest candid respectful conversations so that mr white guy like me over here can find out from my african-american brother hey you know what this doesn't work. This, you can't say this. This has a meaning of this for me. And, you know, listen, if you don't think white America became woke when Drew Brees was like, yeah, man, my fa- grandfather's fought for this country and that's why I stand for the anthem and had no understanding whatsoever, Drew Brees, of the Colin Kaepernick protest not being anti-American. It was anti-everything that has come up here now since the murder of George Floyd. And so here's where I'm coming from on all of this. We all got to learn from each other. You know, we've all, you got to tell them, I got to learn about the black national anthem. Didn't know it, need to know it. Okay, teach me. And me, I got to be able to teach you too, which is, hey dude, when you start throwing around Hitler and you start throwing around all these insensitive stereotypes about Jews, bro, no go here. And not now, in particular, when we're starting to have these conversations because we can't have all this hate talk, you know? And that's why I found last night Don Lemon's interview with Steven Jackson to be fascinating because Don Lemon is like, okay, man, hey, look, you know, um, we're cool. Why don't you uh, just apologize for, for saying something? And it, it went six minutes where Don Lemon is ushering Steven Jackson along the way like, dude, 
apologize. What you said was wrong. Stop doubling down. By the way, Deshaun Jackson has already apologized. Why are you starting to, you're, you're perpetuating even after his apology. So I found all of this quite fascinating. Most, though, fascinating was Stephen A. Smith yesterday on First Take when he said, Stephen Jackson will take away from the message of Black Lives Matter because now everybody will be concentrating on this. And by the way, I think he's right. I think people have gotten distracted. So Julian Edelman, the, the only that I know of, but certainly the most famous Jewish Hebrew brother in the National Football League, put out a two-minute video on Instagram. But I'll play for you about the last 20 seconds. This is action. This is what you do. You take action. Here's Julian Edelman's offer to Deshaun Jackson. So to that end, Deshaun, let's do a deal. How about we go to D.C. and I take you to the Holocaust Museum. And then you take me to the Museum of African American History and Culture. Afterwards, we grab some burgers and we have those uncomfortable conversations. See? The uncomfortable conversations are the conversations we all got to have together. And that's just, we're, we're going to have to just live with that, you know? Like, if we want to get over this, if we want to perpetuate equality, we're going to have to just have some, some hard conversations that, that you, you know, just you, you got to be prepared to have them. I'll give you an example. I had a summit. I'm calling it a summit because I wanted to make it sound really big time, you know? Um, I hosted this summit a few weeks ago. I'll put it out on Twitter for you because uh, it's on my YouTube page. And I took... Uh, James Blake, the former number four tennis player in the world, African-American guy who was attacked by cops in New York City because of mistaken identity. I took James Blake. I took Howard Wright, a former All-American basketball player at Stanford. Landon Donovan, the former Galaxy star, the former chief of police in San Diego, myself. And we had those hard conversations. And we're learning from each other by being candid with one another and respectful to one another. I'll put it out on Twitter right now. I'll put it out there for you, at Scott Kaplan. And if you want to go back and watch and listen to this summit, we all need to do something to take action, but you can't be spewing the hatred. You know, you, you can't, if we're going to get better, we got to speak with respect and, and, and honesty, but it's got to come from a loving place, dude, because Stephen Jackson was on CNN last night and Don Lemon, I'm telling you, is just, please, dude, you've offended a lot of people. Can you understand that? Like here, for example, he says, he says, I'll play for you a clip. And Don Lemon plays this clip. And Stephen Jackson is explaining. He goes, hey, you know who the Rothschild family is? He's talking to the interviewer. He goes, do you know who the Rothschild family is? He goes, they're the, they're the banks. That, that, they own all the banks. They own all, like this blanket statement. They own all the banks. Intimation was, they're Jews. They own all the banks. I'm like, hey, listen, um, Talk to me right here, bro. I mean, how do I get in on a piece of this action? You know, I'm, I'm the Hebrew brother. Help me out. I mean, the, he, this blanket statement, they own all the banks. I don't own any banks. So Lemon just keeps pounding on him. Please, Stephen, apologize. I'm only, I said it wrong. I said it all wrong. My words could, no, 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 but please, will you, I'm begging you, please, on national TV, I'm holding your hand. I'm ushering you. Please apologize. Let everybody hear you. And finally, finally, Lemon is able to usher Jackson into this. Play it, Bronny. I apologize for using the wrong words. As I first stated when I got on here, I could have changed my words. But it's nothing that said that I support any of that. It's nothing that I said that, that I hate anybody. I apologize for my words and I could have switched up, but that's the end of it. I know I love everybody and that's how I always stand. 
and I'm not going to let anybody de demean my character because I'm not standing up here apologizing for a job. I don't work for nobody. I'm apologizing because what I stand for is love for all who have love for all. And I mean that. And that's, and that's just why I draw the line. All right. Okay. So again, it, it was, it was a six minute interview we pulled out about 20 seconds. And if you go back and watch it, you'll see, um, it's, it's really a back and forth about, dude, it's, it, you got to apologize. You can't do this. And here's why, here's the most important reason. The reason a guy like Steven Jackson can't do this is because you were George Floyd's brother, you're BFFs. And, and you've become one of the faces, one of the influential voices for black lives matter. And, and so you've got this voice, you've got this platform, use it for good for all. Don't, don't spew any hatred. Don't perpetuate any hatred. So look, I could keep going on and on, but I'll just say this. I thought Michael Wilbon yesterday, uh, on, um, I, I thought on television, Michael Wilbon was great because he really set, he set the whole thing straight for Steven Jackson. So if he was watching he would have heard Michael Wilbon. Go ahead and play this. Well, my thoughts are pretty simple about this, Frank. This is not tolerable. And, and you know, no. I, I'm never, if ever, in favor of when somebody's on an active roster of suspension or fine or firing. No, no, no. Ridicule. Public ridicule. You're going, I mean, it undermines everything Stephen Jackson said so eloquently on behalf of Black Lives Matter. He has no credibility now. He's undermined his own previous good work with this garbage, and it's garbage. And so I, I know Stephen Jackson. I like him. And if I was sitting with him now, I've worked with him, I would say, Stephen, stop. You're wrong. You're not speaking any truth. You're going to have to become more familiar with the truth via history. And so let's read some. We'll read it together. This is insane. You are ruining. I, I mean, you're, you're just ruining weeks of actually trying to appeal to people on one level and then bringing your own bigotry and prejudice in at a time where no one can afford to see that. No one can afford to have it, to entertain it. Stop it. And I don't know if he has people around him who will do that or not, Frank. All right. Very interesting. Michael Wilbon, strong comments. And I appreciated those comments. I mean, think about it. You've undermined your credibility. You've undermined all the good work you've done. You've undone all of it. You have a voice. You have a platform. You had a relationship with this man who was murdered on the streets. People all watched it around the world. And dude, you're perpetuating hate talk. You of all people, at this time, no go, bro. And I thought Stephen A. Smith said it really well the other day. He will take away the attention from what he had been fighting for. And so we'll talk to Stephen A. Smith coming up a little bit later on this hour. Uh, that is straight talk. And that is some straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I must say that I'm going to put a picture out on Twitter about whether or not I should shave this disgusting goatee that I'm growing. And I saw my girlfriend last night who encouraged me to grow it when we were in Mammoth Mountain last week. But now that we're back to civilization, I think she thinks I look like a moron. Let me just tell you something right now. Feeling great starts with a great shave, and great shaves start with Barbasol shaving cream. That's Barbasol shaving cream, an American classic for over 100 years. Barbasol shaving cream is available. That's starting to become hard. Barbasol shaving cream is available in five fantastic flavors to customize your close shave whether it's the classic original or sensitive skin there's one for every face find your favorite barbasol today you're looking good america you're shaving with barbasol and i think i'm gonna have to shave this thing with some barbasol hey coming up is lebron james 
going to fight Mike Tyson. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to get to that coming up. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Stephen A. Smith on the way. John Clayton, NFL insider later on. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And when Stephen A. and John Clayton come on the show today, guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Thursday afternoon, day four of a 10-day contract. By the way, speaking of 10-day contracts, I'm seeing a lot of the NBA players starting to show up now down in the bubble. And I'm going to talk a lot about that later on today. Because, you know, now you can put on your jersey, like, messages, social messages about, you know, what's going on in the world. And there are a whole bunch of approved messages. And I've been looking at all of the messages you could put on the back of your jersey and trying to decide which one I'd want to use. Because I think anybody who doesn't use one is going to be like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like, the people you see now that don't wear masks, you're like, yo, what's up? Whereas, like, three months ago, you saw somebody in the store with a mask. You're like, yo, what's your deal? But now, if you don't have a mask, people look at you like, yo, what's your deal? So things have changed. Hey, I mentioned that um, LeBron James and Mike Tyson, is there something brewing here? And I don't know if you've caught up with this, guys, but there was a tweet that went viral. And the thing is, is that you could have like a thousand followers, a hundred followers. You could have 7,000 followers. You put out one tweet. It gets picked up by the right Twitter account, gets retweeted. And the next thing you know, something just flies and goes viral. Has everybody seen this tweet? I don't assume that everybody has because I'm, I'm sure that plenty of people are driving around and not everybody's as addicted to Twitter. Have you seen the tweet, though, where on one side it's LeBron James shirtless in what looks like boxing trunks and gloves and just looking ripped and ready to go? And on the other side is kind of an in-the-prime Mike Tyson. Has everybody seen this, these pictures? Not yet. Is it, you got to show it to me, but or tweet it out or something. I'll tweet it right now. Yeah, I'll tweet it right now while we're speaking. I will tweet it. Just follow at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. And by the way, everybody who tweets me, I will retweet you. I have my mere mere 17,000 Twitter followers, but if you've only got a couple hundred or a couple thousand, let's. I'll just keep you know rotating this stuff. So I'll tweet it right now for everybody. LeBron James and Mike Tyson. And so this gets retweeted by bar stools and they've got you know millions of twitter followers and people are now talking about what would happen if mike tyson fought lebron james if lebron james decided to become a boxer what would happen between lebron james and mike tyson oh man i i think at 50 years old i think lebron james destroys mike tyson anybody that thinks otherwise is insane lebron james is an athletic freak okay brawny um, does LeBron James destroy Mike Tyson? Right now, these two guys both decide to get in shape. Tyson well, is a former pro fighter, a former world champion, former baddest man on the planet, and LeBron is maybe the greatest individual athlete on the planet. Bronny, what do you say? Have you seen those workout videos by Tyson? I think Tyson, like, wins no, like, hands down. He has the experience. He has nah. the skill. He's actually been trained. Like, like, and, and Mike Tyson is just, it's, He's one of the only guys who's a natural when it comes to the sport of boxing. So many boxers have to work so hard to get so good. Tyson started out as a natural, and he progressively got better. That skill, that talent doesn't go away. You've seen those workout videos. Tyson would lay him out, even though LeBron is a physical specimen. 
So I'm a, an old school Tyson believer myself. I could never get off believing that Tyson was not really still Tyson. And my friend Jim Lampley back in the day, name drop, my friend Jim Lampley would say, you're out of your mind. He's not the same guy who he used to be. And then, of course, he started just getting destroyed by people, especially Lennox Lewis at the end, right? And so I do see those videos, Brawny. I do see Tyson working out in the gym, looking, looking good, thinking maybe, is he going to really try and make a comeback here? But LeBron James doesn't have any fighting skill. I mean, that's why a Conor McGregor didn't beat a Floyd Mayweather. But if they would have fought in an octagon, Conor McGregor probably would have destroyed him. I got to say, 50-year-old Mike Tyson right now against 35-year-old LeBron James, if I had to put my money down on it, I think I'm taking the champ. I think I'm taking Tyson. That's right. No, yeah, but you guys can think of this all you want. I just know that we're assuming that, that LeBron James doesn't do any type of like fighting into he doesn't do any boxing or anything. We don't know what his regiment looks like. The dude is just completely built, super strong. And I honestly I don't believe that Mike Tyson is the same guy at 50 years old that he was even close to that we knew back in the day. I'm sure he still got a strong right hook, but the, the the problem is I don't believe in any sense that he is the same guy anywhere near it. Of course he's not the same guy. By the way, he wasn't the same guy at the end of his fighting career. He was never the same guy after he got knocked out by Buster Douglas. But come on, Tyson is a world champion, skilled, lifelong boxer. And LeBron is a world-class athlete who is, you know, the greatest basketball player of his generation. Listen, if you told me, take LeBron James and put him in a football uniform and put him on a field, I'd say right now he could probably go be a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL right now. That, that's the confidence I would have in LeBron James as an athlete. But in a boxing match against Mike Tyson... Now, listen, if you put him up against Evander Holyfield, I think he'll knock his brains out. I mean, I really do. I mean, Evander, I don't think, could defend himself. But not Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, look, I get that there's a difference, and Beto Duran is upset with me right now for saying this, but he's saying anybody can train, few can box. I get it. I just, look, I understand that he's fast, and Freddie Prince Jr. is telling me that it was a left hook and not a right hook, but either way, I honestly, I just, I don't think that the, the, the guy that Mike Tyson is right now, I understood how fast he was in the past. I just, I have faith in LeBron James. I know that's a crazy thing to say, and I'm going to be totally off with everybody else, but I honestly think that LeBron would win. I have one question for you, Bergman. Yep. Let's say LeBron James played for the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Who would you have, Tyson or LeBron? See, if I was Laker boy like George Donato wants to call me, I would say, well, definitely Mike Tyson. But I just, I, every, I think that LeBron could really do basically anything. So I'm being a huge LeBron stan here. I get it. I just think that he's he would win in that fight. Scott, if I could just add one more thing. I got a text from a, a friend, a Chris Fisher, TV voice of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he has one word for you, Tyson. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let me I'm going to put this out. I'm going to I'm going to put a poll out here right now. I'm going to put a poll out. If LeBron James fights Mike Tyson, if LeBron James fights Mike Tyson, who you got? And I'm going to put a poll out. I'm going to throw it up on Twitter and I'm going to see what everybody has to say. Okay, coming up, in just a few minutes, 
Stick with me, man, because at 12.55 this afternoon, I don't care where you are, what you're doing, put it down, stop, okay, set an alarm on your phone like it's 2.30 in the morning and you're getting a shout-out from Boog Shambi on ESPN. I'm telling you right now, mark it down, 12.55, Stephen A. Smith will be here. Straight Talk Wireless runs on the same network for up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plan with up to 25 gigs of high-speed data than 2G for just 45 bucks a month. You hearing that, Freddie Prinze Jr.? 45 bucks a month, man. No contract, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Okay, why is Kawhi Leonard not with the Clippers in Orlando? Family matters. What do those mean? I want to talk about that. And are all of college sports about to get shut down? Let's get there. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Thursday afternoon, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. What is going on, L.A.? What's happening in Southern California? We'll throw back Thursday action for you. Hey, I just tweeted this for you, okay? At Scott Kaplan. I just tweeted a poll because everybody's contacting us now. In a fight between LeBron James and Mike Tyson, both guys get ripped. Both guys get themselves trained up. Everybody's got the date in mind. Everybody's going up to Mammoth to do their running, you know? They're training up there in the, the thin air. LeBron shows up. Tyson shows up. Who you got? I just put a poll out at Scott Kaplan, tagged ESPN Los Angeles, so make sure you get in. Hey, coming up in just a few minutes, Stephen A. Smith will be here. So stay tuned for that. I have not been on the radio with Stephen A. in a long time. Who knows what gets said? Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Okay. I mentioned before the break that Kawhi Leonard did not travel to Orlando to the bubble uh, with the Clippers. By the way, I have called in a favor tomorrow, and I'm expecting Jerry West to join us, and maybe Jerry West will be able to shed some light if Kawhi doesn't show up. But when I hear the, the phrase, he didn't show up due to family matters, you know, of course, I, I'm just nosy, okay? I admit it. I'm all up in your business. I want to know stuff, okay? When I hear that Kawhi Leonard doesn't go to Orlando due to family matters, my first thought is, wasn't there a TV show called Family Matters? I mean, there was, wasn't there? Who's in that show? You know there was, Scott. It just, it rolls off the tongue, Family Matters. You go, oh yeah, that was a show. Yeah, Steve Urkel, Jaleel White. That's a, it was a huge show. Yes, Urkel. Exactly. Reginald Dell Johnson was was uh, Carla Winslow, who was a police officer. That was a fantastic show. You know, I think the only guy I remember, really, and I don't think I watch the show very much, the only guy I seem to remember is Urkel. He had the big glasses, the suspenders, the pants pulled up real high, right? That yep. is correct. I don't remember anybody else. Anyway, back to Kawhi Leonard. So family matters. What What's the deal, right? What kind of family matters? Is something wrong? You know, is there a test? Is it Kawhi? Is it somebody under the same roof? Is it a child? Is it a family member? Is he contemplating the possibility of, of not coming himself? I mean, when, when he doesn't show up and, and you're, you're starting to wonder, I mean, look, the expectation is what? He'll be right back. He'll be fine. I mean, you're talking about a two-time finals MVP. You're a two-time defensive player of the year, which, by the way, fellas, I can tell you this. I watched Kawhi Leonard go to San Diego State from the front row for the two years that he was there. And I will tell you that in 2011, 
when Kawhi Leonard's college basketball team went 34-3, and made it to the Sweet 16, played in the Honda Center in Anaheim, lost to UConn that night. I can remember sitting with a guy who was the GM of the, um, of the Warriors at the time. I, I, you'll have to check me on this. You guys will do your research.com. I think his name was Larry Riley. He was the GM of the, of the Warriors. And I said, do you think Kawhi Leonard is going to be a good NBA player? I mean, what do you think? And he goes, you know, he'll be the kind of guy, he'll make a roster, he'll be on the end of somebody's bench, and he'll have a career, but he's never going to be much of anything. And by the way, he's not the GM of the Warriors anymore. And nobody who watched this guy's career in college for those two years, as successful as his college teams were, nobody could have ever projected that Kawhi Leonard was going to turn into this kind of player. And I can tell you that when, at that time, when that fan base started to go like all Shashevskyville, where the college students were camping out overnight in front of the arena, I would bring my radio show there, put up a tent, and be on the air in the morning and interview all these kids who for the first time in their lives were ever really into college basketball, and then they'd bring Kawhi over, and you know the dude don't talk. Right. I mean, this is pulling teeth of 19, 20 year old Kawhi versus now he don't talk. And like last summer, this is I I swear to you, totally true story. I know it's hard to believe, but I swear to you, this is true. I walk into the Del Mar racetrack. I walk into the executive offices. I walk into a buddy of mine's office sitting by himself. Nobody. Kawhi Leonard, me and my son walk in and I'm like, hey, hey, what's up, man? And I, I go to shake his hand. He has no clue who I am, of course. He's been on the radio with me like five times. He has no idea. Totally cool. Gives me the handshake. You know the size of the hand. So his middle finger is like halfway up my arm. Shake his hand. Try and bro hug it out. Doesn't work. My son makes the terrible mistake of going, yo, Kawhi, it's cool. Can I take a picture? Kawhi's like, no, no, no. Um, and then all of a sudden his handlers came in. But he's not there, guys. He didn't go. You hear family matters. If you're a Clipper fan, I know yesterday we had some listener debates. We're going to get back to it later today because I'm looking for more quality calls. But you start, your, your, your brain starts going, what's wrong? Why is Kawhi not there? Um, if you're a Clipper fan and you think, hey, the Clippers, they can take the Lakers this year. They've already won two out of three games against the Clippers. Hey, I think the Clippers got the, the, the shutdown player for LeBron. I think the Clippers got the better coach than the Lakers. I mean, whatever your argument's going to be, I mean, it's all about Kawhi, just like for the Lakers, it's all about LeBron and AD, right? So my mind starts thinking, Bergman, like, why is he not there? And when's he showing up? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit interesting. I, I don't want to – when someone says – at least he's giving some type of answer of family matters, that there's a family issue that he has to deal with. So if that's the case, then I don't want to question it. If he would have just not showed up, then I would have been more interested in saying, like, well, something else is going on. And what's happening with the family? I, I don't want to ask, you know, what the actual family matter is, right? Because that's kind of out of bounds. Is it? I mean, is it our business? I don't know. It's like the whole thing with the Dodgers, you know, like guys aren't there and other guys around baseball haven't shown up. And the media, we're all sort of nosy. And we show up and we go, yo, what's up? Like, why is Kenley Jansen not here? And everybody's like, well, you know, we're not really saying much. And then, you know, you have other guys saying, well, we'd love to tell you, but the HIPAA rules prohibit us from doing so, so we're just following the protocol. So clearly people are asking. I mean, no different than if you have an injury. Yeah, absolutely. And even then, I mean, I guess that's – we're at a point, especially in this Twitter world, where like where – what we want to know everything and we need to know everything. 
why do we need to know what the family matter is? Why do we need to know exactly what the Well, let me ask is? you this. Let me, let me throw this at you, right? Let's say somebody lives under the same roof and somebody has it. Okay, well, sure. now he got a quarantine for how long? And then can he get down to Orlando? And then when he gets there, you know, what are, is he, does he have a positive? Does he have a negative? I mean, these are, this is where the mind goes when you don't know. I mean, that, that's just called natural curiosity, in my opinion. Sure. I, I think it's okay for us to be curious about it, but they don't have to say whatever at no. all. And I think we, I think we all, especially fans, all feel like we deserve to know exactly what everyone's and same thing with what you're talking about with the players in baseball. And as much as we can assume that these players are that have Corona or whether they say it or not, we don't know. It could be something completely different. I just don't think that it's our business whether or not like, we're in the, we are in the talk show business so we can speculate but i don't know i feel like we, we we try and get too much information i want it all i want to know everything um i'm not backing down i want it all i want to know listen when you tell me that robert Kraft is busted in a massage parlor and there's video <laughs> i want to see it and you, you do? may no, think yeah. you don't want to see it just the same way i want to see steve mason's tattoo on his left <laughs> peck with his shirt off when he's having a Zoom call, this is the sort of voyeuristic stuff that I'm interested in, okay? I want it all. And so if I'm a Clipper fan, hey, I'll throw another possibility at you. I'm a gambler, which I'm not, but let's say you are. Let's say you got a wager on the Clippers, and you're thinking to yourself, whoa, whoa, whoa. If he in there, then this ticket, I might as well tear this thing up. I just think we all, you're right, want more access to as much information as we can possibly get. And when a guy like Kawhi Leonard doesn't show up and everybody says family matters, you're like, what does that mean? And you say, well, I want to respect it. Well, if LeBron James didn't show up and it was family matters, you'd be like, what, what's up? What's the deal? Oh my God. Is everything okay? Like, and, and so that's where, that's where this mind starts going, Bergman. You see what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And I don't fault you for it at all, but I mean, I think that it's just one of those things that, it's just it's too much information and that we are in this world of information where everything is just shot at you on Twitter and on the Internet and you can find anything that you want that I just it's just a little bit too much and gamble it for the gamblers. I mean, that's gambling. Right. right. You're, like, <laughs> that's, that's, that, is, that is actually saying what the sport that you are trying to do is, is gambling. I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not a fan of all this, I, especially when it comes to family matters. That is your business. If someone said if I had something going on in my family and I didn't want to tell anybody, and I said family matters, that's the end of the conversation. Well, that, that is the end of the conversation. But it's just the start of the conversation for somebody like me who says, well, what does that mean? So listen, we got a lot to get to with Stephen A. Smith. He's coming up next. Stephen A. and I, we go way back, but I haven't talked to him on air in a really long time. I thought what he said yesterday on First Take about Stephen Jackson perpetuating what Deshaun Jackson said was going to take away from the message that he was trying to put out there. And I thought Stephen A's words were right on because we've come to it today now where it's like Julian Edelman's talking about this and Stephen Jackson's apologizing on Don Lemon on CNN and it is distracting from what the message was and Stephen Jackson was very much the face of that message. Let me talk to Stephen A. Smith about this next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.